0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I am Jake Kokorowski, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, your Rivals.com destination for all things Wisconsin athletics, from the recruiting trail inside Camp Randall Stadium, of course, on the court of the Kohl Center, recording late night, uh, it's Friday night, just concluded spring practice uh, about three hours ago, a little bit over three hours ago, inside the McLean Center, and... Now Wisconsin is done with its spring schedule. 15 practices up, 15 practices down, and guess what? Reporters and BadgerBlitz.com received the opportunity to watch 12 of those, and we were there for the dozen that were available to the media. And as I've done over the course of the past few weeks, we are going to do yet another q and A. I I reached out on the Twitter.com, and I asked... Folks, hey, send me your questions. I did that on Friday morning, and y'all responded, and I appreciate that. It looks – we had so many of them. We're actually going to do two. I'm going to do two a two-parter and basically have one set of questions tonight, and then later this weekend, uh, Sunday or maybe even Monday I might do this. So we'll have part two of the Q&A there. So I'll answer about five questions tonight based off of what we have here. Yep, five questions. And then mo- we'll say Monday, so I have a day of rest on Sunday. We'll come back and I'll answer the rest and we'll pop those up on to this podcast there. So thank you all for participating. This is great. Uh I really appreciate that, especially me kind of being by my lonesome on this one with this podcast uh, for the past couple weeks. It's great to get these Q&A. So let's kick it off. All right, first question. We're going to cluster these together because there are some similarities between these questions. And let's kick it off. Uh, There are a couple about tight ends. And so we'll talk about this position group and... It says, this question says, it's obviously impossible to replace Jake Ferguson, but the tight end room has a lot of intriguing pieces. Uh, which tight ends do you think play meaningful snaps this season and what roles do or will they have? So, you know, in terms of impossible to replace Jake Ferguson, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's obviously he caught a pass and was it 47 consecutive games he left his imprint on the program, uh, led the team in receptions in 2021. 46 receptions, 450 yards, and three touchdowns this past season. And so there will be more continuing storylines within this group for fall camp because, quite frankly, there were so many injuries in this room for spring. We did not see. Clay Cundiff, who is still continuing to work back from a dislocated ankle, a broken fibula, a deltoid ligament reconstruction in his foot. He projects to be 100% by the start of summer. You have Jack Eschenbach, who just worked through a dislocated shoulder that he suffered against Michigan in October. He had surgery, hopes to be back to full by the summer. There's Cam Large, who had a right leg injury, Against at Purdue and so he has not donned the pads this spring yet too and then on top of that too Jack Pugh who I thought was emerging a bit and Hayden Rucci said earlier this month that he was impressed by the redshirt freshman did yeah he suffered a right leg injury and you know he's missed the last two practices and, and he's been on crutches and then but then I should say The room also saw Cole Dakovich return to full status uh, after tearing his ACL last year. Make sure you go to BadgerBlitz.com. We talked to Cole earlier this week about his road back, a long road back from that ACL tear. And you you had, who else did you have in that room with all the injuries? Uh, It was Hayden Rucci. It was Jalen Franklin. It was... Pew before the injury, it was... You've seen no, Riley Novakowski, who Wisconsin This as a fullback, but he was working in indie work. At, it appeared w- with the tight ends. And, and by indie work, I mean just individual position periods. And then, you know, of course, you had Dakovic, too. Uh, well, you know, he became more of a full participant, you know, in the, in the past week or so. So, kind of getting back, it, it's kind of blurry because you... With the injuries, it's hard to paint maybe an entire picture. But here are my thoughts about your your question. I think if Cundiff, you know, depending upon when he comes back, I think Clay Cundiff and Chris Herring believes this. He believes that the Kansas native can be an every-down tight end. He believes the same about Rucci. Uh, who, Rucci, if you take a look at his frame, you know, about 260, 259 is uh, his weight. More of an inline tight end can block, but Herring believes he could be an every down tight end for that matter. Hayden reeled in some receptions this spring, he had a deep one from Mertz, and then uh, that was earlier in the open practices that were available to the media. And then also, he, you know, I think it was in the past uh, couple days, a couple, you know, past week, had you know, a couple back to back catches on his end too so he can catch the ball. If you watch his high, high school film, he he could reel in those receptions. So then you yeah you know, Cundiff, I think he flashed last year, had three receptions for 86 yards and that one touchdown and garbage time against Michigan, but he almost had another one against eastern Michigan, uh, if not for a holding call on Danny Davis. I think he could be a great weapon in the offense and be utilized in the passing game. Obviously the run game too because what Wisconsin Titans do, but I think he could provide some nice matchups for Wisconsin, and he's shown in brief flashes, you know, a trio of catches, that he can make something happen with the ball in his hands. Uh, there's also Eschenbach, who, you know, between last year, right, Ferguson had 46, six forty-six, I'm sorry, forty-six receptions. The all all the other tight ends only had six. And both Eschenbach and Cundiff had six or had three each. For that matter, and Eschenbach, you know, walk on another walk on story standing out. His height is intriguing. I think he has the experience, and when healthy, I think he can be a factor. But you know, it'll be interesting to see just how he responds in fall camp as well. Uh, I think Cam Large could have a spot just because of we saw how Wisconsin utilized him in sort of a. Is in the Illinois game in the backfield, where is a kind of a pseudo fullback look, obviously, and I think too with Wisconsin, with not having a John Chanel or Mason Stocky Alec Ingold type, that's more of an experience that can do it all. I think they may have something in Jackson Aker down the road who can run the ball, kind of, and I know Alec Johnson talked about Aker in a sense of being like an Ingold, but Depending upon how much I think Wisconsin could utilize the tight ends, depending upon the growth of Aker and, and what they want to do with Nowakowski, where again where it feels like he's been working more with the tight ends, he still listed as a fullback, but what happens during fall camp? But I feel like the tight ends could be utilized a lot more this year. You know, large maybe it might be fit in that role too because he again against the you know Illinois and Champaign he lined up in the backfield that way. You also have Franklin. And that kind of brings us to the next question. So, uh, you know, someone said, you know, Franklin came in as a high profile athlete. He seems to have settled in at tight end or as a tight end. Is there any chance he, he becomes a pass catching threat? And he referenced Trevor. Yeah, the Twitter user references Travis Beckham, obviously the former Badger tight end standout. And, uh, basically just asking about if he can be if he, a pass catching threat. Uh, you know, he made some receptions on Thursday that stood out to me. Uh, you know there's one that was a looks like a crossing pattern and, and Mertz hit him uh, for a nice gain you know and then you know Deacon Hill th- threw a dagger of a pass towards the left part of the end zone and, and hit Franklin perfectly in stride for six uh, as well. And, yeah, you know, I think he has the ability, right? He's got the frame six, four six five frame. He has the athleticism, and you saw it during last spring, even where he had a hamstring injury, but when he returned for some practices last spring, running routes look fluid, can make the catches, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see how he continues to grow underneath Chris Herring, but also new offensive coordinator Bobby Ingram. And for those that don't know, Bobby Ingram coached tight ends in Baltimore for the past three seasons. Mark Andrews, obviously a standout tight end at the next level, was underneath his guidance. And so, you know, talking to Jalen about Bobby Ingram and just, you know, talk about the smaller details about even catching the ball, about how to catch the ball, uh, and, and kind of hand, finger placement. So I think knowing more will help Franklin going into his, this is going to be his fifth year in the program. Again, he made some nice receptions earlier this week. Uh, and we'll see just, I mean, grabbing these, reps in the spring when others are injured can only help him uh, and again I, I like Cundiff I like Eschenbach Rucci uh, I think Franklin could find a spot in this offense too, depending upon what's asked of him uh, and I think again he's got the abilities and now we'll see just you know how it's going to carry over and what he takes into summer conditioning and then of course into fall camp in August so big thanks to that question All right, moving on to the defense. We got got some secondary questions, folks. So big thanks to everyone there. Uh, Corey, uh, old friend, uh, asks, will the three new corners be asked to play a little bit at safety? And so the three new cornerbacks, obviously the transfer cornerbacks, Jay Shaw from UCLA, Justin Clark from Toledo, and... Cedric Dort Jr. from Kentucky, and so actually earlier this week, uh, you know Jim Leonard spoke about the safety depth, uh, and you know, really, obviously the injury to Travion Blaylock is significant. The timetable right now is is, appears to be determined yet it remains to be seen. Just when Blaylock, who's going to be a fifth year senior, can return from that right leg injury and so there are ways you know i would say he leonard talked about particular corners that could work at safety he talked about alexander smith who's had a very very good spring and has been one of the first team cornerbacks first up cornerbacks and he can play outside. He has, can play the inside with the slot. Uh, and Leonard said that Smith, he said he's the one who's most ready, quote-unquote, because he's done it in the past. Uh, and he said one thing that he mentioned with Smith, he's played in all of their nickel packages. And he said, quote, which you, you're about 90% of the way to play in safety there. And so within that, there he mentioned, you know, after that with the cornerback spot, who else could step up? Well, that was one of the transfers he mentioned next was just Justin Clark. And he said similar uh, due to Clark's knowledge of the game. Clark is a seventh-year player. He's entering his seventh year, was a Toledo transfer, has starting experience and whatnot. And so and basically he's been able to, this is from Leonard, quote, he's been able to do everything we asked our Nichols to do with just a lot of communication early. There are other, also others that have been stepped up. Uh, Avion Jones, in terms of, they've said that they, Leonard said that they're overloading the true freshman. He can play corner. He can play. He's gotten reps at safety. Even tonight, uh, he did. Uh, there's Al Ashford the 3rd who's been playing back there too. Uh, I believe he was, partnered with Owen Arnett at one point uh, and then you know he mentioned even Leonard on you know on Monday mentioned Cedric Dort he's gotten some reps in there so uh, there could be possibilities there within the group I think the cornerback group will get to that in, uh, in one of the questions just a little bit I really like the cornerback group to the point of uh, they are extremely deep and uh, you know, maybe one of the deepest positions in the program even with the departures of of three starters, two to the NFL, or uh, chasing their NFL dreams, and another one moving to offense, uh, along with maybe you could say two others that enter the transfer portal. But, yeah, it will be something to watch. It kind of heads into our next question, right? Uh, someone asked, who will be the safety that steps into the role if Woller or Torchio gets hurt and if Blaylock is not healthy by fall? Could, you know, Smith or Clark or a portal add and so you know, we already talked about Smith. We already talked about Clark. When you look at the roster right now, if no one switches positions, you know I think you'd look at someone like an Arnett. Uh, you know uh, who has been kind of the third safety up. I would say he he's pulled in a couple of interceptions during. These open practices to reporters, he just had one on uh, tonight off of a tipped pass. I think that the other one was as well, uh, maybe a week or so ago. So, you know, another walk on safety from Heartland Arrowhead. Uh, and you know, he's still learning the position too. You know, this is his second year in the program, his first year, uh, first spring ball ever. So, uh, if you're looking at the roster right now, um, maybe. Looking at down the road in fall camp, maybe an Austin Brown could be a player that steps up in that regard. Leonard was asked about Brown, if asked about the situation, if he could push for you know because of depth and, and essentially, Leonard said that he believes Brown, you know, a high three star kid out of Illinois you know, physically that he's very mature. He talked about his track and how he ran a ten eight eight in uh, the hundred yard dash, uh, you know, he says he's strong. Uh, and so he thinks there's going to be an opportunity for him to compete. Uh, and so that physically he's put him in a position that he's not going to stick out. Quote unquote, uh, he's, he believes he can be a guy that's going to be ready to physically compete. Now it's going to be the, the mental side of the game and picking up the defense and, and whatnot. And, so that, that could be another possibility there. Uh, you could look at the cornerback room. We already mentioned a handful of players that Leonard mentioned on Monday with Smith and Clark and Jones and Ashford and Dort. You know, the transfer portal, too, could be another. Uh, and it's something that even you know, I asked about that to Leonard, just regarding the transfer portal and kind of balancing that, right, where – where essentially I asked just how do you balance trying to take a player out of position that maybe knows the defense or necessarily out of position but corners to a safety position and maybe balancing that with looking at the transfer portal if you need to. And he said that's a possibility, a real possibility in terms of – and this is is verbatim from Jim – you're trying to balance out overall well being of the team and the defense. We know we have guys that can do it. Is that the right thing to do? That's going to be our conversations coming out of the spring, uh, you know, in, in quote unquote, you know, unquote. So that will be potentially someone to look, you know, a venue, a w- potential answer to the depth. And again, we'll see what happens with Blaylock's injury and how long that keeps him out. And, but it is a position that's concerning. I mean, it's it is a you listen to Jim right off the bat and talking about the room. And when asked, he said it's a huge concern regarding the safety depth. And he likes to play at least four most games. He play like playing five last year, is what he said. So again. You know, right now you have Hunter Wohler, a sophomore, played in all 13 games last year. Mostly special teams, but he got some defense sprinkled in there. You have Torchio, who played almost as many snaps as Colin Wilder did last year, He's called the Jewelry Thief, and, and has the ability to ball hawk. And after that, depending Blaylock, obviously, and he, you know, Leonard praised his spring efforts before the injury but if he can return that will be a big boost but then who comes after that that's what they're going to have to answer coming up in in the upcoming weeks if they do go transfer portal what happens in the summer what happens in fall camp so (laughs) stay tuned it's out there uh, in terms of answers and uh, potential answers, I should say, and we'll see just how Leonard and the defense responds and who they find. All right, last question in this part one of our Q&A. Who in the cornerback room has stepped up and who do you think will be the starters in the fall? Uh, Let's go to the first one. First part of the question. I think everyone's really stepped up. I, I really have enjoyed watching that group in the spring. And it was a question, obviously, that many had asked, is just how you had multi-year starters with Fayon Hicks and Caesar Williams, who have gone, go back to 2018, that's how long they've been starting for, at least had recorded starts in the season. And then on top of that, Dean Ingram, who I think started five games, and he played in All-13 last season in that Nichols role, predominantly, he moves over to wide receiver. And by the way, Dean's looked pretty good at wide receiver. Uh, I've been very impressed by his work and the amount of receptions and, and reps he's getting. I, I think he's going to be a good contributor to this group he- you know, heading into the fall camp uh, as, as part of, a, I'd say, a top five at wide receiver. But we'll get to that more later, uh, maybe in another podcast. But I think, you know, Alexander Smith is a player that's taken huge strides. Leonard said earlier this week that Smith, you know, going to be a fifth-year senior, said he's been unbelievable to watch as far as his consistency and the jump that he has made. He talked about Justin Clark, and we talked about him a little bit earlier. Jay Shaw, the UCLA transfer, who, if I'm not mistaken, the Associated Press named him second-team All-Pac-12 last season. Ricardo Hallman. And these are players that also Leonard called out, you know, in a question where uh, a reporter had asked, you know, basically saying if there's anybody in particular that has stood out and impressed him. Leonard mentioned these players at cornerback. uh, And, you know, those were the first four. Uh, He also said Cedric, Cedric Dort Jr. is getting more comfortable in the defense and, and, Says he's getting comfortable there. Max Lofi, who's going to be a third year sophomore, believes he's got tons of talent and ability. You know, Amon Williams, another third year sophomore who's a walk on, very vocal on the field. He's been fun to watch this spring. Very much a, you know, call them, has probably been one of the most consistent playmakers on defense. Uh, And so those are just some of the players. You're seeing Avion Jones go, go back and forth between places. Same thing with Al Ashford. So I think that group is in a really good place right now. And so when you look at it, who do you think will be the starters in the fall, uh, I'm I'm going to say Smith. I'm going to say... Either Shaw or Clark at the moment, based off of reps. You know, I think Shaw had some first-up reps, if I'm not mistaken, early on uh, in fall camp. Uh, and then he, he also had an, an, abdom- an abdominal injury. And then you've seen Clark and Smith kind of take over those first-team reps uh, since that injury to Shaw. But, you know, there was times, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was Shaw and Smith on the outside and Justin Clark as the slot, as the nickel uh, with the first up reps at, at some point earlier in the spring. And so and now you've seen, you know, recently it's been when they go to nickel, the, the three cornerback look to pair with the two safeties, you've seen Clark slide inside and then have Smith and Ricardo Hallman as the cornerbacks there uh, as the, you know on the outside. So it is you know, again, I've been impressed. I like, really like Hallman because I feel that yeah, you know, I don't think they've tapped into like the ball-hawking skills that he possessed in high school, so I really want to see what he does there. And you know, Clark, you know, obviously everyone talked about Dort And Shaw with their Power Five background. Obviously, Shaw, you know, I believe helped lead the Bruins in interceptions uh, at UCLA last season. Uh, And Dort, obviously, playing in the SEC with the Wildcats of Kentucky. But, you know, Clark from Toledo going into seventh year, you know, I think he has that knowledge of the game, like Leonard mentioned and i think it's going to be beneficial for him and again it will be very intriguing to watch just if the you know the first couple of weeks of fall camp just who tries to stand out further who looks more comfortable how are they executing the coverages and the schemes and and what's in the communication and what's being asked of them but i would say based off of spring ball reps you know, I'd say probably Clark, just yeah, Justin Clark, Alexander Smith. If they go to a nickel, I think it's something with a you know, I, th- I think Jay Shaw's in the conversation too with with those first two. Um, you know, maybe it's Shaw or Hallman, and then on the inside it's Clark, and then the opposite side, is, you know, Smith. I think Alexander Smith, I think, is a starter. And it'll just be interesting to see who's going to be next to him uh, going forward. But, you know, Hank Potit, Jim Leonard both have done a it looks like a great job with that room. And the play has stepped up uh, significantly uh, with those. And I think there could be, you know, at least a handful of players. And I'll say it again, this group could be one of the deepest, if not the deepest, room in the program now, which, again, a lot of applause should be given to Poteet uh, and to Leonard for, finding the right guys and making this room a strength once again for this program, uh, you know, uh, you know, with experience. And we saw it last year with experience uh, and before where you have multi-year starters and they know, Yeah, it seems things are falling into place, at least in the spring. We'll see what fall camp comes. And obviously we have, gosh, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah three, three and a half months right now. So stay tuned folks to that. Um, let's take a quick break and come back and wrap up. That'll be it. Thank you all for these questions. Let's, let's take, let's pay some bills. Let's take, uh, some time for that. And then when I return, we'll wrap it up here on the badgerblitz.com podcast powered by overtime media. We are back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Of course, power by Overtime Media. I'm Jay Kokorowski. Big thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the questions. And again, part two of this podcast. will I'll answer those questions probably on Sunday or Monday. Likely Monday. I'll drop the podcast later that day, answering more questions to give you previews. People talking about the quarterbacks again, the offensive line play, uh, you know, the Badgers defense, uh with injuries, um, the wide receiver room. So, uh, you know, tons of positions to ask. And thank you all again for those questions. That makes me feel warm that I can, inside, that I have this response for questions and you all are responding and and providing a good back and forth. So, again, tune in Monday for the rest of this Q&A. Wrapping up our spring coverage with a nice bow and of course you can go to badgerblitz.com wisconsin.rivals.com for our written recaps i have the last spring recap up already i have on top and then you know we're gonna have tons of recap coverage i've been working on an offensive breakdown i'll be working on a defensive breakdown too we'll have again the q a of part two and more coming up i'll have a five burning questions about what could you know what to expect heading into fall camp, uh, or five questions leading into f- fall camp. So that's our written part. Go to Badger Blitz's YouTube page. Just go to Badger, you know, YouTube. Search Badger Blitz. It's really easy. Subscribe. That's for free. You know, obviously, we'd love for to have you subscribe to BadgerBlitz.com as part of the Rivals Network, and you receive premium content not just at BadgerBlitz.com. But all of our rival sites, especially if you want to see those, the game day coverage from other programs, we have tons of great sites there. Uh, and, of course, you have exclusive access to our Badger's Den forum where we have our great community. Make sure you, you know, we, we love to add on members of the community, great discussions and back and forths, And you have access to some information that you wouldn't uh, if you're not a subscriber. So that's the paid part. But for free subscriptions, that's our YouTube page. And we have tons of interviews up from the past week. We have a recruiting Q&A with Clint Cosgrove each week as well. And then on top of that, uh, you know, what's also free this podcast. Subscribe, leave five-star reviews. We want to make this the best destination to go to for Wisconsin information. So, uh, again, subscribing to the podcast and YouTube channel free. You know, we'd love to earn your business for the actual site on BadgerBlitz.com, too. So uh, follow us on Twitter at Badger underscore Blitz. For me, at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. For John McNamara, at McNamara Rivals. And then Ben Wargle at The Badger Nation. Raul Vazquez at Raul V45. Facebook, Wisconsin Badgers on BadgerBlitz.com. I think I got all of it, guys. Uh, Instagram, search BadgerBlitz. We're there. We have tons of photos from fall camp or not fall camp, spring ball, and we'll have more going forward there too. So it's almost midnight here, folks. I'm going to let you all go. Thank you for listening. We'll have this up uh, in the wee hours in the morning. Have a great, wonderful weekend for those in Wisconsin. Enjoy this warmer weather. Uh, Stay safe with the winds. Y'all, we'll talk to you coming up in just a couple days, less than a couple days, here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media.